0: I would like to talk to you for a few moments from the subject, desperate to be delivered, desperate to be delivered. I know there have been many challenges for some of, you, some, some of us to get that breakthrough that we desperately need. The enemy knows that you are this close to your breakthrough, So he's trying to do everything in his power to keep you from reaching and experiencing the ultimate breakthrough you need in your life. God sees that some of us in here really need to be delivered from some issues that are being thrown our way. Yes, we need deliverance. Some of us come to church and put on that everything is all right appearance on the outside. But in actuality, we are all torn up on the inside. You've got to be desperate to be delivered. There is no time for playing games. You can act like you don't need deliverance if you want to. You will find yourself in a messed up state with issues upon issues. T.D. Jake said, when a problem stays around too long, you end up with two problems instead of one. You've got the original problem, and then you've got the problem that your problem won't go away. You must be desperate to be delivered, to get rid of those issues in your life. Issues are those things in your life that don't have power until you give it power. Issues do not have access until you open the door and allow it to come in and define you and disqualify you for divine opportunity issues are those things that we allow to keep us from being all that God has called and created us to be. At some point in life, we will all have issues that we must deal with. Issues come into our lives to block us, keep us from where God wants to take us. For some people, Their issues will drive them to alcohol, drugs, gambling, depression, insanity, sickness, and even suicide. So I've come on this morning to say, don't be a statistic. Let's get desperate to be delivered. In our scripture text, we see that a certain woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. This means that she suffered from a flow or discharge of blood. And now due to this illness or due to her issue, she was considered to be an outcast of society, just the same as any leper. Why, you might ask, According to Mosaic law, this issue that she had caused her to be unclean. Leviticus 15 makes some declarations about women with an issue of blood. In effect, it says that while a woman is in this condition that she is unclean, she couldn't touch anyone or anything without the object of her touch becoming unclean. Being classified as unclean also meant that she was not allowed to go to temple to worship. So this physical issue that she was struggling with, which made her weak in her body, also led to social issues. She could not be married because through physical contact she would defile her husband. If she had ever been married her husband would have been forced to divorce her. She could not work around others because of the danger of defilement. This illness, which led to social issues, also caused emotional issues, financial issues, as well as spiritual issues. And we can definitely say that this woman has some serious issues. So now that we have a clearer picture of this woman's situation, let's examine our own life. Are you aware of your issue? What type of issues are you dealing with? Whatever it is that is causing you from feeling whole, whatever it is that's causing you to feel disconnected from your community or disconnected from yourself is an issue. I don't know what your issue is, and I don't need to know what your issue is. God knows what it is. He knows that there is somebody in the house this morning that is tired of going through the mess in their life. He knows that there is somebody in the house this morning who is about to throw in the towel. He knows that there is somebody in the house who is frustrated. He knows that there is somebody in the house who is sick and tired of being sick and tired. He knows that there is someone in this sanctuary right here, right now, who is desperate to be delivered. This woman's desperation says to me that she did not resign and resolve to just settle with her issues because she couldn't get rid of it. Her desperation says to me that she did not equate futility with failure but she knew that life could be better that her days could be brighter and because she knew that she refused to allow herself to live with something that does not belong to her I pose this question to you what are you living with that doesn't belong with you what have you settled to keep Because you are tired of trying to get rid of it. Is there anybody that can say I am desperate to be delivered? When I examine the life of this woman with the issue of blood, I'm trying to figure out how is it that she is able to keep her hope alive through years of helplessness. And then I thought, hey, She's been bleeding for 12 years. I could barely deal with it just a few days. But this sister here endured it for 12 years. You are not supposed to bleed constantly for that long and live. Understand this. She's still alive with something that should have killed her. Is there anybody who knows that some of the stuff that you've been through should have killed you by now? Is there anybody that knows that some of the struggles that you have been in have killed other people, but you are still here? God wants you to know that the reason it didn't kill you is because he did not send it to kill you, but it was sent to develop you. So God is not through with you yet. So let me explain to you how desperate faith will play out of your deliverance, out for your deliverance. The text says that, it tells us that this poor woman had heard about Jesus. She heard that there was power in his touch. But get this, she didn't want him to touch her. She wanted to touch him. Perhaps she had heard of Jesus from another that had touched his garment and was healed in Luke chapter 6, verse 19. She was ready for change. Is anybody ready for change? Is anybody sick and tired of being sick and tired? You have to have an expectation from within. want change. Now when you make up in your mind that you are ready for change, that's when the enemy tries to make matters worse for you. He'll put all types of obstacles in your way because he doesn't want to see you reach your divine destiny because he knows that if he can just Get to it. He knows if you can just get to Jesus, that you will be a powerful Christian that he's going to have to deal with. So he wants to keep you in depression, he wants to keep you down and out, he wants to keep you and have you turn away from God. But you got to have determination and you must persevere. To be an overcomer. Don't let anything stop you from getting to Jesus. This woman who was weak in her body, this woman who wasn't allowed to be among a crowd of people, she stepped. Out of her comfort zone. She pressed through the crowd to get to Jesus, and using my hermeneutical perspective, I can see her pushing through the crowd and repeating the mantra: if I may touch but his clothes, I will be made whole. Many of us have missed our deliverance because we were afraid to get out of our comfort zone. Oh, I'm not used to doing that. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing anything different. Some of us are even afraid to feel the presence of the Lord. Because we've never experienced it. But that's how you miss your deliverance. You should never be afraid of the spirit of the Lord. You see, the enemy will fill your head with all types of nonsense so that you can stay bound by your issue. Satan will try to make you believe that you are too messed up to go to Jesus. You can never be too messed up to go to Jesus, for Jesus specializes in mess-ups. For my Bible tells me that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us, every single one of us. We have sinned. We've come short of the glory of God. But we're never too messed up to come to Jesus. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care what you did. Come to Jesus just as you are, without one plea. Woo! I'm getting happy up here, y'all. God is here to heal you of all your hurts and your issues. You've just got to get out of your comfort zone and make that step to him. Don't be afraid, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. False evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. Fear. God has not given us that. But God has given us power, love. And a sound mind. That's something to be excited about right there. Fear is just another scare attack from the enemy. Step out of your comfort zone for you are just steps away from your deliverance. Steps away from your healing. Steps away from your victory. And we proclaim victory in this house, this day, right now. All we got to do is step out of our comfort zone and believe God for our miracle. You have to use your faith. You have to have faith. For the Bible lets us know that if we have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, all of you know what a mustard seed look like? It's real tiny. That's all the faith you need. So the Bible lets us know that if we have the faith as a grain of mustard seed, nothing shall be impossible unto you. You can say to the mountain, Be thou removed. You got some power. this woman touched Jesus, she immediately received her healing. She received her miracle. And the text lets us know in verse 34 that it was not the touch. Get this. It was not the touch that healed her. It was not the touch that healed her. For Jesus said to the woman, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. It was her faith that healed her. Faith demands action. And the Bible declares that faith without works is dead. So it is not enough to hear the word, but we also must believe it and do it. Remember, faith encounters results. Faith encounters results when we determine within ourselves to believe God the Holy Spirit uses our issue to cause the roots of our faith to grow deeper and you know what God can rescue you immediately but oftentimes there is a greater purpose one that will bear eternal fruit God wants you to determine to become absolute dependent upon him. He wants you to be strong and courageous and overcome the devil by holding on to his word. It is important to know that real faith has a contact that is intentional and not incidental. It's intentional and not incidental. There is purpose. The text says the woman touched Jesus, and when he realized that power left him, he said, who touched me? Jesus knew that somebody just received some of his power, and he wanted to know who had it. Everybody was touching Jesus. Get this. Everybody was touching Jesus, but everybody didn't receive. So what does that tell you? If everybody's touching Jesus, but everybody didn't receive. The power is predicated on purpose, which means you can be around him and get nothing from him if you didn't come to him for the right reasons, so, we all could be in worship service and say, This side over here can say, Oh, I really felt the presence of the Lord in that place. And then we could have some over here say, Oh, it was so boring. Oh my God. <laughs> it's because you didn't come with the expectation. You didn't come to receive what God had. The people on this side received. Some of the people over here didn't receive anything. And we're all in the same place, serving and worshiping the same God. So all those people that were around there, they didn't come for the right reasons. Some people probably came to be nosy, see what was going on. Some people just said, oh, I'm going just so I can be with the in crowd. Yeah, I want to be there because everybody else is going to be there. But this woman, she went there to get healed. And she believed with all her heart that if she could get to Jesus, that he would heal her. And because she believed her faith. Made her whole. It was her faith. That's how it works, y'all. That's what I'm talking about with prayer. You have to have faith to believe that it works. You can't pray for something and then say, oh, I know God ain't going to do it anyway. That's counterproductive. Why pray in the first time, in the first place? If you're going to say, oh, God's not going to do it, why pray? But you got to pray and believe. Now, I'm not saying that everything you pray and believe that it will come to pass. It has to be according to to God's divine will. Because you can't pray, oh, God, kill that person. (laughs) You know, there's some people that have evil twisted minds. But you have to pray according to God's will. God, if it's your will, I believe you will heal me. I believe you will send victory. I believe you will give me strength that I need to get through this problem, this issue that I've been dealing with over and over and over and over again. We serve an awesome awesome God. So as we wrap this up, as we examine this text, We can say that this woman's deliverance did not start with the touch. Because remember, I said that the contact was intentional and not incidental. So intentionality of the contact did not start when she got there. It started when she woke up that morning because the text says in verse 28, she had thought to herself, which means before she touched him, she started thinking right. Deliverance does not start with the touch. You've got to wake up in the morning thinking the right way. You've got to wake up talking the right way. You've got to put your feet to the ground and say, this is the day that I get delivered. This is my day to be healed. This is my day for restoration. This is my day to get my joy back. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but I'm going to talk myself until I get my blessing. This is my day. <laughs> I'm not going to let go until you bless me, Lord, for I am desperate to be delivered. So you might be in a struggle right now. Don't let the enemy cheat you out of your miracle, your healing, your deliverance. As we stated in the crowd that day, there were dozens of people with physical, spiritual, and emotional needs. Dozens of people touched Jesus, but only one was transformed. She believed that Jesus could help her. She did what she had to do to touch him, and when she touched him, she was made whole. So don't be one of those people who brushed up against Jesus and leave unchanged. You can be delivered. You can be set free this day. Just exercise your faith and believe that you are free from the very issues that were holding you captive. Jesus has the power to change your situation, your life. The revival, the deliverance, the healing, the miracle, the freedom that you seek is only a faith touch away. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for letting us know that we've got to be desperate to d- be delivered. If we're seeking change, we've got to be desperate to receive, oh God. So touch those who are desperate on this morning. God, open up to them and let them see the goodness of, the, of you, oh God. God, overshadow them with your blessings. Let them know that they're not alone, God, but you are with them every step of the way. Give them the strength and the tenacity that they need, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We love you on this morning. All of these blessings we ask in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen.